Capital Broadcasting Company. This is WREL Out and About. I am your host, Kathy Hanrahan. I am joined by my friend, Ashley Roddy. This show is about everything fun happening in the triangle, especially yummy food. Today, we delve into Ashley's favorite topic, besides uh, ice cream. Uh, (laughs) Pizza! Yes. Well, we were, I think we were discussing this. My favorite topic is most things edible. Well, today is a lot of fun because we've got Anthony Guerrero from Oakwood Mm -hmm. Pizza Box. He knows a lot about pizza. Um, and we really guarantee you're going to be hungry. After you listen to him talk, you're going to be like, I need some pepperoni. I need some cheese. I'm going to make a pizza. Um, and also, we're going to be joining Out and About TV for a visit to Black and White Coffee Roasters in Wake Forest. So coffee and pizza, the two things you need to get through the day. Right. Both Italian? Oh, gosh. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't I should know. Have, I should have looked up. The origin There's of an Italian both roast, before. right? There's an Italian roast. Well, yes. Okay. There you go. You got I'm going to claim it. They're both. <laughs> Italians are experts at both. They know a lot of stuff. Yeah. They have a lot of great food coming out of there. And we get to find out from Anthony. He's going to explain a little bit more about the origin of how he got into pizza. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the pepperoni and the, just the ingredients they use. And you can always visit him at uh, the Person Street location. Um, but let's listen to our chat with Anthony. So tell us more about Oakwood. If they haven't been to Oakwood, you probably need to go there. Uh, you know, we, we tried to make it get a... Uh an old, stool, old school pizza shop, the way they used to be back when I was a kid. I guess uh, having my first daughter, I realized, you know, she wasn't going to grow up the way that I did, which is okay, which is probably for the best, but you got to have your pizza shop. So. Oh, for sure. You have to have um, good, just good pizza. Um, so tell me more about some of the ingredients you're using, because when I was there, you had this amazing pepperoni. And I love your, I mean, I'm, I dream of your pepperoni. I really do. The pepperoni is uh, the pepperoni is the it is literally the cornerstone of the shop. Um, that was the most important thing. Once I figured out that, that was basically the design, the design aesthetic, the menu, everything was about that pepperoni pizza. I mean, it's something you should have when you go to a shop. But you use um, a specific type of pepperoni. Correct. Yeah, it's the natural one. So basically, it cups up. It's cup and char. So it kind of curls up on the pizza and then burns on the edges and then there's like a little puddle of delicious pepperoni grease in the middle and it's like chips it's like little you can just pop them and just eat them like candy it's oh my goodness do you do that oh all the time. Do you? <laughs> all the time. there is uh that is definitely the snack of snacks in the back of house we uh somebody will send some pepperonis in just cook them a, you know get them nice and crispy and then pull them out and yeah, get I'm you a- through the day I'm a topping peeler. I, like, oh. get the pizza with all the toppings I want, then peel them off, eat them, then I have the pizza. I don't oh. know if that's something I should my have not wi- confessed. I used to do that when I was a kid, yeah. <laughs> oh, my wife does that all the time. She does some crazy <laughs> stuff with it. I, I don't even know how she learned how to eat a pizza. I, I don't know what it is. But she'll, it, it's like surgery where it's taken apart <laughs> piece by piece and then somehow reassembled and combined and then eaten. It's... It's intense. Somebody should eat a pizza with Does she time. use a knife and fork? <laughs> yes. Sometimes. sometimes you have sometimes, to. Sometimes, sometimes you, you have really to. have to. And I challenge the people who really just don't think knives and forks belong in pizza places. Well, it depends on where to you go are. to Chicago. And we'll get into that a little <laughs> bit more. I want to know more about your pizza background because you have an extensive background in pizza. It's not like you just woke up yesterday and said, I'm going to just make some pizza. No. So we, uh, I grew up really around the restaurant industry, not in it. Uh, we always grew up eating uh, in great, great places, and pizza was always something we pizza was always something we seeked out. Uh, Ed Levine is a great food writer. Serious Eats is his blog now, but he made a book. We can refer to it as the Pizza Bible, 
And that book came out before the internet was really revved up with all these pizza nerds and pizza aficionados now. So he made a, basically he listed out his favorite pizza places from around the country. So it quickly became a challenge for us to find them, eat them, enjoy them, um, not necessarily rank them, but always just sort of take from it. I've always tried to take the energy from a, a place, not rank it the way that some people do now. And I understand why people do it. It gets a little bit much, but uh, each place is different and just enjoy it for what it is. And Ed Levine really brought that to the family. Um, so how long have you been making pizza? Oh, man, jeez. Uh, probably now 10 years or so. It's almost a third of my life. Oh, probably. Wow. It's, it's a long time, but we made terrible pizza at home. <laughs> we made uh, my first pizzas were English muffin pizzas. We graduated oh. to the pizza bagel. Oh, my mom used to make pizza bagels with us. She'd always use too much dried oregano, though. So, oh, like, yeah. whenever I get something oh. with too much dried oregano, it's I. That's my memory. <laughs> I open a jar of oregano. It's the English muffin pizzas, in the in the little oven at home. But the bagels were really good. <laughs> bagels were good. That was, a, that was a big step up. I love it. I love the fact that you know at your shop you can get pizza by the slice if you want it, but you also have the the whole pizzas. So tell me a little bit more about the menu and how you kind of came up with it. So the menu really is out of necessity uh we were building this place and i had my my older daughter who's now two years old she was six months old when we were going through construction and she was with me the whole time and i was stressed out of my mind and (laughs) i didn't really have time for menu testing or doing this extensive stuff and all during construction we were my wife and i were working through i was telling her like what i would my thought was and trying to unpack what do we do with this place and what do we do with this thing and uh at the end of it, I just said to her, I said, you know what? People just need to eat pizza here. If they have anything else, I failed. This needs to be a pizza shop. You come here for this and deliver on that. So once I focus strictly on that, you can then hyperanalyze each of the ingredients that go on top of it. I drive all of my distributors nuts. I'm probably the only account that knows the lot numbers of tomatoes that <laughs> I use, and I won't use another lot. If it changes, they have to bring all the tomatoes back out, and we oh, check wow. through them. But like, if you only have a few things on the menu, you could do that. I only bring in so many things, so each of the ingredients are hyper-analyzed and probably too far, but it's more fun that way. But it keeps the quality. It keeps the quality that you want as opposed to people go there and go, it tasted different today. Why did it taste different? Um, mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with being a little OCD about your pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's still, but it's still in a fun way, and I always, <laughs> I always do it with a smile, and I never, uh, I work for a lot of different people, and sometimes days weren't they weren't happy and i I don't want that uh i never want to take my obsession into that unhealthy range where it's misery it's still pizza problems are great problems (laughs) it really are (laughs) and you worked with scott crawford i mean you you did a lot of work with him you worked with him for years yeah so we uh we did a great work together at opening crawford and son and uh i have a good crawford story oh oh i want to hear that okay so we were uh so we, my family and I opened Bellamy and Carrie, and I was 22, 23 years old. My brother was there. My father was there. My mom was there at nights. She worked a day job. Uh, my sister was there at points. My brother, you know, it's a real family affair. Yeah. None of us truly had restaurant experience before we opened this up. So we didn't know about many of the shortcuts or any of the things that other th- people did that, like, mm-hmm. made service a lot easier. But I think it was better that we never knew. So there was a time that we won... 
we want some sort of recognition. I don't remember the actual thing, but Chef Crawford walks in the door, and it was always like, oh, you see who's here? Oh, oh no. Yeah, oh, you yeah. look, at your bro- <laughs> look at my brother like, oh, oh, no. He can't really hide. No. I mean, he's one of those guys that you no. know when he walks through the door. He knew when he walked in the door, and I was like, oh, man, a chef walked in. You know, it's Chef Crawford. Oh, cool. He came over and shook my hand the first time. I really remember meeting him directly, and he didn't talk about the recognition in the newspaper. I think it was a News Observer. He talked about the health score because we had a 102 mm-hmm. health score at the time. And I, wow. I, I remember, like, uh, it was, like, cemented in my mind. Like, here he is, his chef, and it's, like, the health score. And I was like, wow, all right, I did something. <laughs> this is cool. And that sort of – and our relationship grew from there. Yeah. And we always had a great relationship across the street with the Umstead Hotel, and they brought – so many people through and I, I got to cook for so many people that I had no business cooking for but <laughs> the good part is everybody eats pizza no matter what level of chef so that was great nice well it's just great and you're also near Scott now you're still near Crawford and Son you just I mean literally Oakwood is right there <laughs> yeah. you can walk on over and visit him anytime you want to which is nice oh it's great we try to you know we, we, we're we all busy but we try to get you know that sort of walk over see what's going on and the, the chefs in the kitchen there are great um you know, we always try to get Crystal, who's probably the most talented human being I know, Crystal Swenson, the pastry chef. I always try to get some desserts out of her, <laughs> insider tricks. She used to, she sometimes does a cookie Saturday for the staff. Ooh. I'm putting this on the world, but Ooh. it's a under the table thing. But we try to sneak over there and get some cookies on the cookie Saturday. It's a great thing. That should be a new thing, a Taco Tuesday, yeah. cookie Saturday. <laughs> cookie Saturday. If Crystal's making them, I'm in, I guess. <laughs> We're going to start having Cookie Saturday. Ashley, what do you think of Cookie Saturday? Absolutely. I'm on board. Okay. Cookie Saturday, maybe an ice cream sundae. Oh, my God. That'd be perfect. Right. Okay, we've come up with like, all these new food holidays. Every day has to be a dessert. Yeah. I Good. love it. You do Friday, yeah. uh, Thursday pepperonis? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Crispy all pepperoni right. Thursday? <laughs> Crispy I'm pepperoni in. Thursday. I like it. I could Red work trip. with that. <laughs> <Red> <laughs> trip. <laughs> and we like, all... We're like eight minutes away. Yeah, and we, we could all stay on Person Street, right? You know, you get two roosters opening up. We got Ice Cream Sunday there. We, this is a good street. We have yeah. a thing going on. You've got a lot going on in that area. And it's just great. I tell you, it's a magical thing to be able to work next to independent operators. Uh, all of us are family businesses, whether you look at William & Company, um, Crawford & Son, the pharmacy. You know, we're all family businesses, and we're all in our shops all the time. Uh, Pelagic around the corner. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are family shops, and um, we're all doing very, very well, and we're all doing unique things, and I think we all basically, it's a very symbiotic relationship. I mm-hmm. i can't say enough about having that neighborhood and those neighbors to, to help support Pizza Box. I mean, I wouldn't be the same without them, and hopefully they feel the same way back. Okay. It might be a little bit lighter without me. Oh, um... Ashley, you got anything? I know Ashley's been studying yes. pizza for so long. Like she's been preparing I've for this for whole, her entire life. So <laughs> many questions. So first, um, <laughs> so the one thing that kind of stuck out to me when I was looking at all of and doing my own like very personal, like in person at the restaurants research, it was for work. So yeah. all the pizza <laughs> I've consumed in the past three weeks, the calories, I think, don't count. No, they um, don't count. They don't count. shouldn't. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> but I mean, the vibe you get in every restaurant is so different, but it always feels like, at least in the really, really good ones, it always feels like it's a different kind of home. And so I guess 
in a market like this one where restaurants are popping up and opening every month, every couple weeks, what do you think makes Oakwood different? Like what sets you apart and keeps you competitive? I think that we have, um, it's pretty easy. Uh, my staff, I have the same staff short of only a couple of individuals that when we opened up and the people who left me went on to do great things. Um, one went into accounting and she's going to be a CPA. So give her, yeah, I mean, give her some time and then you'll reach out to her for taxes. I I got the hookup. She'll be great at that. Um, but the staff is the same. So we know basically, and we, it's not like a dossier. We know you in a personal way. We know there's got to be at least 500 orders that we know as soon as somebody walks in the door, the kitchen knows it, the front of house knows it, the bartender, we all know, okay, here is so-and-so. They have a, a double pepperoni, no basil. They have a cheese pizza with extra cheese. We There's so many of that. It's, it's really that bond that a pizza shop has that advantage where it's informal and that it's comfortable and you come every week and you build that relationship. Um, it's it, it can't be replaced in other restaurant groups. I think it's what I miss the most about the pizza shop. So I started in a pizza shop, went into fine dining, and what made me want to go back is that community aspect mm-hmm. of it. I see kids grow up in the shop. Where we there going on a year and a half now, almost two years. I mean, in five years from now, I hopefully we can say like, wow, they, they, so-and-so was born when we first opened and now they're going to kindergarten, you know, Aww. that kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> I'm in tears. Ugh. What is a bigger offense to you, pineapple on a pizza or ketchup on a hot dog? Oh. I know this is going to be hard one for you. Well, why? Uh, what would offend I, you more? Listen, I, I don't have an issue with pineapple if it is fresh on a pizza. A lot of people freak out about this. Everybody breathe. <laughs> if you used a proper pineapple, and we did this for a short run because my dad said something to me when we were opening up about pineapple on a pizza. And I, of, of course, as soon as you, like, drop that, like, thread <laughs> of, like, you can't do this, it's like, all right, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it really well. We did a pineapple bacon and mm. dill pizza. Dill on a pizza is fantastic. It's one of the best herbs on a pizza. It's a really oh. strange thing that happens. I highly suggest it. But that pizza was great, and it started because we wanted to make painkillers in pineapples. Oh. So we cored out the pineapple, put the painkiller, double painkillers inside oh, of it, okay. two crazy straws Got out of it. it. Painkiller, of course, being the coconut and rum drink inside right. of the pineapple. You know, we, we wanted to keep pushing it, so we had all of this delicious pineapple meat. Right. To make the cup. So yeah, then that went in the pizza. So pineapple. So you would be I, offended by ketchup on a hot dog? I'm, I'm not that offended by it. I don't know. I, mustard's definitely my condiment of choice on a hot dog. And I, well, I'll I mean, go, where you're from. I mean, come on. Let's let's be real. But I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to say that I am going to adopt the Chicago hot dog as the better hot dog of the uh, hot dog challenge. I'm ready to leave what? New York on the hot what? dog challenge. Let's I be mean, fair about this. We can tell by listening to you that you are an, a New York, uh, <laughs> and you got your Yankees cap on like let's, backwards. Let's be. Let's be. Let, I mean, we got to be fair. I mean, it's not. It's not right to just. You have to be fair. I I went to hot dogs in Chicago and I was converted. We have had a fantastic time, and if people want to visit Anthony, they can go see him. Tell us your hours over there at Oakwood. Uh, so we go Wednesday through Sunday night from 5 to 10, and we do lunch uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We want to thank Anthony for joining us. You can visit him at Oakwood Pizza Box on Person Street. 
Next up, we take a trip to Black and White Coffee Roasters in Wake Forest. The shop is home to some outstanding baristas and is a favorite of our friend and coffee expert, Triangle Explorer, who was on our last episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Black and White Coffee Roasters here in Wake Forest. I got into coffee and it was just out of necessity, needing a job. I found that there was more to especially coffee than just a cafe because I got into competing in barista competitions. And after winning the United States Barista Competition in 2016, uh, a friend of mine and I decided it was time to open a, open a cafe. And in 2016, my goal was just to make it in the finals. And I made it and I ended up winning the competition. And it was the first time anyone from the Southeast uh, U.S. has won the, na the national competition. So I was going to represent the U.S. in Dublin, Ireland for Worlds. And I was pretty nervous. This was my chance to represent the specialty uh, industry in the U.S. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I, my goal, again, was to make it in the finals. And I did. And uh, I made uh, place fourth in the world. Well, what I noticed with the specialty coffee industry and all these competitions, it, it takes coffee to another level. And we're not talking about just coffee. This is specialty coffee. There's something that's super special. I mean, these farmers are doing incredible things. And if you can bring diversity to your, your cafe with you know, farmers from Colombia, uh, Guatemala, Ethiopia, Kenya, or even uh, Sumatra, Indonesia, um, and really showcase what these coffees and these farmers are about, uh, people, the consumers can really enjoy that. And, and that's what we wanted to do with, with Black and White make specialty coffee, this exceptional coffee, really simple, that anyone can enjoy. Thanks to the folks at Black and White Coffee for sharing their story with us. If you want to know more about any of the topics, you can go to WREL.com slash out and about. Please follow us on social media, WREL out and about on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And remember, this podcast is a production of CBC New Media, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. That's a mouthful, guys. Uh, if you like what you heard today, we'd appreciate you giving us a review, sharing it with your friends. It's always free to subscribe. You can go on Apple Podcasts, your favorite listening app, and subscribe and just go out and enjoy some coffee and pizza. I think that's what we're going to yeah. end up doing now after all this. <laughs> Listen to us talk. Get really, really hungry. Go out and Have enjoy. some pizza. Yeah, and tell us all, all about it. All the triangle yes. has to offer. Yes, and then tell us all about it because we want to know about some cool places to go to. Yes, please. All right, guys. We will see you soon. Bye.